0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Pandola Project. I am your host, Matt Pendola,
1: And I'm Jake Parker, here with Monday Motivation, episode 58. Matt, I'm excited to talk about excitement. That's today's topic, and we have talked about things like your motivation, obviously this being a Monday episode, and then things like anxiety that are kind of related to excitement. And I like that you and your programs use the word excitement rather than anxiety because anxiety is a negative word. Excitement is, it's a positive spin on something that I think everyone can relate to, Matt, is when you are faced with some sort of challenge, does it excite you? Yeah, Jake, I am excited myself to go over this final category
0: in our logging list. And these are things that I really believe help myself, my athletes. This is all things that we have sort of tried and true exercises that we have used for our brain training, right? And this logging that we do now has a little bit more structure behind it. So the final word that we use in our logging to rate would be excitement. It used to be anxiety. And that was it's not necessarily such a bad thing, especially if we don't see it as a bad thing. It's a necessary thing. If we are anxious about something, it just means that we are. Excited. Excited.
1: And that was a, such a light bulb moment when you explained that to me. I loved that analogy. And so this being the last category of this tracker, I do want to do a quick recap for everyone. This is something that you can log in your journal or your, your training manual, whatever it is that you're using this for. And we have 10 categories here that you're ranking yourself 1 to 10 on a on a daily basis. And they are planning, nutrition, recovery, protocol, training, focus, visualization, habits, mental flexibility, and excitement. Here we are with number 10, Matt. Yeah, Jake. So this final word,
0: when we would go through our list with our athletes and we were ranking each category from one to 10 and 10 being sort of the best Mm -hmm. and one being something that we really needed to work on a lot we didn't really want to have to reverse our ranking list because anxiety, we don't want to rank that a 10. I'm a 10. Right. And so that's where we decided to just call it excitement instead. And what I would like to do is share here how this can work. And I think that First of all, we need to look at things a little bit differently. Sometimes when we see a challenge in front of us, of course, it can feel like a threat. And that's that's okay. That's part of our existence. That's part of our evolution, even, to be able to understand that things were hunting us, things were trying to get us, right? So we were anxious at times, we were aware, we were focused. We didn't want something to jump out of a bush and and eat us. So we we were always sort of aware of our surroundings, but there's a certain level of anxiety even that was there because we saw other people get eaten.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad that we had that anxiety because that's why you and I are here, Matt. Yeah,
0: right, so you know, it's, it's similar to where... Billy was talking last week in my mind about ketosis, for example, and that we actually need that process to survive. So let's not vilify ketosis, but this is another example of
1: let's not vilify being anxious. Because even though in our modern world, lions aren't prowling, hunting us, but we do have things that make us anxious and they're just different kinds of existential threats. They're things like your job security and your income and, oh no, you're going to have a baby. You're so anxious now. If you can twist that around though and realize that you're not about to get eaten. You're you're not starving. Everything's going to be fine. Okay, now you're not so anxious as much as you are excited, and that's a much more powerful place to have your mind. I think.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. And you know, just on this whole conversation, we've been going through a lot of nutrition lately and talking about that with course, Billy, how, how good has he been? He's...
1: I love when Billy's in here, man. He dropped such knowledge bombs on us. He was here for the last three episodes, so go check those out if you haven't. If you're interested in nutrition, which I think most of us are, Billy has a great capability of breaking it down in a way that you can understand. Yeah, we have some more
0: questions like, should I take vitamins and multivitamins and why? And, you know, these different processes that we'd li- really like to get Billy in on again, because again, you know, he explains it in a way that our audience clearly likes because we get a lot of great feedback. But I would also like to talk about performance with anxiety and how we address that, right? So compared to what? That's kind of what we want to look at here. So maybe you've been listening to our nutrition conversations and instead of looking at weight loss, for example, as being something as a threat, something that you've tried before with all these sort of crash diets or, you know, all of these different failed
1: approaches to success. Absolutely. Because if you've tried something and it didn't work and so, okay, maybe that didn't work. You tried something else. Oh no, now that didn't work. Now you've got this snowball effect of negativity, man. And before you know it, you're just down in this little pit of anxiety. Yeah. And now we hopefully have served you and armed you with good
0: information. You may be thinking to yourself, geez, you know, I'm going to actually use the nutrition advice that I've heard these guys talking about and I'm excited to try these things knowing that it really is a incremental process to my success, I should enjoy the journey, I shouldn't try to lose a ton of weight all at once and it's really more about slowly chipping away and that's something I can handle, that's something that I can do, I know I can, I'm excited about this and so why not log while you're doing that and track your excitement, right? And, and, and even decide on when you need to make some changes because maybe you are losing, I don't know, let's say motivation, which in turn can affect your excitement, right? But there is a difference between motivation and excitement. So I wanna be clear about that. I feel like motivational Mondays, Jake, are, Just like they sound, it gets kickstarts your week, they're motivational, but motivation, as we know, is fleeting. So without having something else there in place, we probably don't stay motivated. Absolutely. And so that excitement factor, I think a lot of times gets confused with motivation. To me, excitement is a better way of seeing things. And this is happening for me. This is a challenge that I'm excited about. And that's different because that's going to get you moving. That's going to get you activated. That's going to get you working towards a specific goal, not procrastinating out of fear or because of the past failures that you see yourself
1: as having. I think excitement is Empowering because now you are once again in that seat of power. You're in the driver's seat, whereas motivation, I think, should be internal but it's not always. Let's be honest. Sometimes there are absolutely external motivators that we are are succumbing to and your excitement is more of like, to me, the second step. Like, all right, you you may have this motivation or this, this situation that you're in. Your excitement is your response and anxiety the negative way of looking at this excitement is that disempowered victim's mentality whereas your excitement is you are capable. You can surmount whatever obstacle it is that you are facing yeah as a coach i see that
0: an athlete is working hard Mm -hmm. i acknowledge that they're working hard and i tell them i'm proud of you i see specifically that you've improved on this nothing generic i don't i you know to me it's there's nothing wrong with saying hey good job today and that's maybe a little bit more generic but why did you do a good job today Well, I try to give my athletes some specifics. So I noticed you were really focused on your breathing techniques today during your workups. And I really believe that that helped you have a better fast and free training session. What do you think? Yes, coach, I I really started to focus more on my breathing patterns. Well, I, I want you to know I really think that that's working and I'm proud of you for putting that focus in. And that is motivating for that athlete, but that's just the spark. That's the spark, the fire.
1: The way that athlete is going to continue to fuel the fire, that comes from them. So I think that's the difference. Yep. And that was exactly my point is, yes, as a coach, obviously it is your job to help to motivate. You can't do it all for them, though. And that's when this excitement, this positive mentality, I think that also has a snowball effect where if you are excited about your challenges and then you take that excitement and you succeed, oh, all of a sudden I'm excited to do it again.
0: I'm excited, man.
1: Isn't that cool? So Jake, I just happened to get a text
0: not too long ago before we started this podcast from one of my runners, Emily. We've talked about her a lot. We need to get her on the podcast. Emily, come on the podcast. So Emily is always learning more about herself all the time. And, And that's just what I love. And that's actually what I had texted her earlier today because she did a training session this morning that had been a confidence down training session the week before. So let me explain a couple of things. One, I don't believe that if we are really challenging ourselves that we're always going to quote unquote win, right? And that challenge can be a little bit defeating or daunting. We can feel like we took a step back, but simply because we had a new challenge or sometimes because we just have not adjusted or adapted quite enough to feel confident in that challenge yet, but we have to actually do it to get there. So the training session the week before just did not go super well. Okay. Now, the other thing I know is that she had a test that she needed to do for school later that day for college. So it was a combination of things I think that brought her anxiety up. But I was out there watching her doing her repeats. These were some of the repeats that are a little bit more specific. So in other words, she has to cover a certain amount of distance in a certain amount of time. And we've been doing this long enough now where we know the split second down to the split second, what we need to try to average and all the way down to the foot so this is getting very specific now so it's also because we're getting so specific in this particular session in this phase that we know that there's probably less likelihood that we can even accomplish something like this if we're not 100 percent focused yeah that's a lot of pressure Right. And so we just going into a session like this, it's different than if we're going to go in and do something we've done again and again and again and again. And there's nothing wrong with getting those sessions in, too. But but these are sort of key training sessions, if you will. Right. So that in itself, we have to look at as being a challenge. And maybe some days we have to accept the fact that we're not ready for that challenge that day. Sometimes it's probably better that we hold off on that challenge. Sure. And that cannot become an excuse, but sometimes it's better to call it that if it's true, then yeah, right. So she wasn't super happy with her first session, but then going into it again today, she was really confidence up, she was able to hit her splits, she was able to hit it all within even less than a half a second of the splits that we had set up for her so jake besides the results that she had today which was obviously exciting to get those results i love the way she even started off her text me she said today's run was outstanding compared to last week, or at least I believe it to be that way. Now Uh, it's just that. I think that's key. Right? And I just smiled when I read that. And I just knew from the rest of the text, it was great to see her splits, but what really made me smile is that she recognizes how powerful her thoughts can be. And this can really end up dictating how we see ourselves how we feel.
1: Kind of reminds me of that phrase, what you focus on is what you feel. And I know that on the surface that may sound trivial. It's really not because that leads to belief and belief is what can lead you to achievement. This
0: is a big part of our success, knowing that these are things we can control. We're not out of control. We might not be able to hit our splits on a particular day or if you're let's say doing something completely unrelated has a task to do at work that feels daunting or overwhelming it's really the same concepts what can you do right here right now what can you focus on that's going to help move you in the right direction it can be something really really simple like i'm going to clean my desk and i'm going to organize everything so i don't feel so cluttered right now and that'll put me in the right direction for this task But this is not something you're doing to procrastinate. It's actually something you're doing that's productive so that you don't feel as anxious so you can move forward with excitement. Just another example of how we can use any of these principles, I feel like, in our lives. But again, this is how we like to think about how we focus is how we feel, for example.
1: I have an example from back in high school weights, and I don't want to talk too much because the training was not good, but the the mental training in this particular example, it fits. Um, I missed my target for my bench press max when my coach and I both knew I could do it. And he says to me, you're thinking about how heavy the bar is. And he was right. I was, I was really just tripping myself out. I was too anxious about it. I attempt it again and, and, you know, a while later, and I get it. And he goes, did you get stronger in that 10 minutes? I'm like, no. He goes, what was different? And he said, I changed what I was focusing on. Well, I see now you're nailing some very important
0: specifics. In Emily's case, she talked about in between her repeats, what she did today was some very specific dynamic drills that worked for her that helped her feel springy and ready for her set. So that's something that she could do that she was in control of. Now, whether or not those movements had that much actual physical effect, doesn't really matter. The fact is that she believes in what she's doing. And yes, I do think that the movements she did, they do work. But I would also say that it's more important that she is focusing on something she can do and take control of. And she didn't do those movements the week before. This is something that we talk about a lot, Jake, where if we do the same thing over and over again, we can't expect to have a different result. Nope. So let's focus now on what we can control and make sure that we're really focused on the positive, the open mindset. Forward traction isn't always gonna be there. Sometimes you do everything the best you can. You change things up, but you're doing things right and you're still not making forward traction, well, that's where the consistency comes in and that's where the planning comes in and the logging and making sure that you are truly on track. Maybe you just have to stay on track longer. And if you have a good plan and you are documenting these things, again, I believe 100% in documenting, if you're documenting these things, then even when you feel stagnant, because you're looking at the long term, because you're looking over the last, let's say few weeks or even few months or where you're at a year ago versus where you're at now versus where you plan to be in a year from now. Now, I think that looking at the big picture actually really helps and you realize, wow, I've really come a long ways with my plan in the last month, year, however long it's been, And what has time taught me? Time has taught me that if I don't give up, if I stay consistent, as long as I am focused on what is actually serving me, and sometimes quitting is the best thing you could do because you're not doing what's serving you. Sometimes that's true. Right? But we're going to assume that you're doing the right things or that you've done your due diligence and you know that what you're doing is serving you, then you just need to keep doing it. So how do you stay excited about that? Well, I think exactly that, that you take good notes, that you put in the time to understand you, and that you have faith in your
1: process to success. And that's what can keep you going. I think we got to take it back to the why. And that, what you just described is a big part of my why, is I look back at where I was a few years ago, and I'm thinking, man, I am doing awesome compared to that. And that now is used as this exciting, motivating fuel that I can use to continue it. And that literally is a part of my why is why should I continue this? Because I can. So that's me. But Matt, what about you? Is there anything that you've got lately going on that's exciting, that's motivating you? Yeah. Well, of
0: course, as you know, there's a lot of irons in the fire and that can really feel overwhelming. So I think this is a good example of how anxiety isn't a bad thing if you don't see it that way. Okay, And even knowing that there's times I have to remind myself of that. I mean, there's, there's times when I think about what I have to get done for the week or the fact that there's a new week starting and I don't feel like I recovered from last week. Right. Maybe I had a Friday where I got to have my daddy-daughter day or, well, I never really have a full day off, I wouldn't say, but that that I was able to spend more time with my family and then it goes by so fast, right? And then I'm thinking, oh man, I've got to work again all day now and I just wish it was yesterday. I got to do
1: this all over again.
0: Right. But then of course, what can really help me is to start to go over my plan and to remind myself of why I'm doing this in the first place. So, Here's an example though, writing up a plan on my board in my office and saying, okay, it might sound too structured to some, but it's working for me, where I say, okay, at 4.30, I'm going to return some texts, some emails, gonna shoot those off. Why? Because I don't wanna have to worry that I didn't get back to so-and-so. And usually, as you know, I don't check my phone very often during the day. So usually there are texts that I got from the night before that I really want to address and I don't want that person waiting too long. So it also, as I've said before, gives people the understanding that, yeah, he'll get back to me. It's going to be at this time and, That's also, I'll be quite honest, that's also a time I like to do 4.30 in the morning, getting back to people because they're sleeping. And so then, you know, my pet peeve is when I get back to somebody on a text and then they just shoot me something right back. And then I answer that and then they just shoot me something right back. (laughs) Okay. So this, (laughs) I'm not, I'm I'm not that person who enjoys texting. Okay. So that, that's just the way for me to do it so that I can communicate, um, the things I need to communicate and I reduce that anxiety. Right. But then it's, it sounds so silly, but just having my list of things. So this morning I went out and I picked up the dog poop, which I'm supposed to do. Got to do that. Yep. And I do that on Mondays and Thursdays now. Okay. And, um, I took out the recycling and then, oh, I brushed, I brushed Lily, our dog. Oh, the dog. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I have all these silly little rituals really, but When I'm done on Saturday, I go for a mountain run, take my dog again, Lily, with me, and then it's time for her bath, which is perfect timing because she usually finds the muddiest spots in the mountains she can possibly get to. Yeah,
1: Lily, go, Lily, go. And it's
0: like, you know what? Yeah, great. Have a ball because you're going to get a bath anyway. That ritual helps me a lot. And that excitement to be able to get those things done is actually calming for me. So instead of seeing that as anxiety, like I have all these things to do, it's actually becomes more of a ritual. Similar to my athletes, when they're getting ready for a race, the reason why I say get moving, just go through your protocol, do your movements. A lot of it just obviously besides warming up, but even if they're hours from having to race, at least do, do some protocol. Why? Because you get moving And you feel better why because you're repeating a ritual you've done again and again and again that brings you comfort so there's a lot of calmness and resolve in knowing that what you're doing works so that's one side of it and then the other side of things is just getting excited because I've knocked out the things in the beginning of my day quite honestly, before most people are even waking up, and maybe that's part of my military background where I think, you know, I'm going to get more done before you wake up, Then right? But I do feel like that helps me a lot, and I have knocked out four or five things that, and a lot of times those things are not necessarily things I want to do. Like, quite honestly, doing research for our YouTube channel, so we have that channel coming up soon. I'm excited to get that going, but it's required a lot of research. And that's not even something that I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. That's, that's for me necessary part of our branding. So I'm doing it, but I get it knocked out in the beginning of the day. And now I can focus on the things that I enjoy more. So when I go to coach, for example, and I am watching Emily on her hill repeats, or I'm doing those type of things that I really look forward to doing. I'm enjoying those things even more because I'm not thinking about all the things I haven't done yet. So I know that I have controlled what I can control. And then quite honestly, if I have other things that are going into my schedule, because I have a schedule written up, I can look and see if it's even possible. That even gives me a huge advantage because I'm able to say, hey, you know what, I can't fit this client in. Okay. It might be something I would love to do, but just not right now. Cause you can take the best scenario. And if you don't have adequate time to focus on it, even if it's something you love, it can be too much. So I'll finish with this. If I block out a certain amount of time to do my strength training session, and I block out a certain amount of time to read and et cetera, et cetera, I I'm going to stick to those times more likely because I block those times out in my schedule. I'm more likely to do them, but I'm also probably going to stick with them because there is a time frame there. So I used to think that not having a strict schedule was better, right? Like, don't be so structured, right? Be a little bit more uh, flexible, right? But the problem is that let's say one of my favorite things to do would be to go for a a long mountain run. Mm -hmm. But even that mountain run isn't so fun when I'm thinking about all the things that I have to do before the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not enjoying the run. I'm just thinking about what has to be done. And so it doesn't have the effect I would like. I'm just kind of stressed. I'm just kind of anxious about getting work done. So what I've learned to do is I've got to knock out the things that make me feel anxious or at least get a percentage of those things done to where I feel good about where my day is and then I can go for that run and feel better about giving something back to myself. And now I come back with more energy or a second wind, if you will, for the second part of my day. But that tends to be the B things, things that can be very
1: important for me, but they're not due tomorrow. And I'm going to bring this up just because you mentioned your your calendar and your schedule, Matt. I get that little dose of anxiety. And I will i will admit, it starts as anxiety. And it's very early in the morning as I'm sipping my my first cup of coffee. It's uh, my calendar. And when I'm looking at my calendar, because let me tell you, it is five different colors and it is all full all day. And my first thought is, you go, this is going to be a day. And then I just go, wait, no, I got this. I'm pumped. I'm ready. I can do this. And then I do. And then I repeat that system day after day. And all of a sudden, it doesn't look so daunting anymore. And I'm still pumped. Yeah. So just wrapping
0: up about what I was saying with my athlete, Emily, for example, is she wrote me back and said, uh, it's pretty exciting what she did that day. And that's that was an organic response to her accomplishment. So what can you get excited about? Understanding that you are in control of how you see yourself, whether or not you think things are happening for you or to you. And I love
1: that because that is such a place of power. And so we are always excited to hear what excites you listening. Tell us what you're excited about overcoming, if it's something small, like checking your calendar like me, or if it's something big, like you got a big event coming up and you're training for it and you've got to overcome that anxiety. Let us know because we love hearing your successes and your struggles. Project at gmail.com and on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah,
0: man. And just remember, every day, not just today, is your chance to be excited. Thanks for listening.